Stop. Don't shoot. It's a dumb sports podcast. We're starting this episode off with a little segment I like to call dumb sports cliches. One at a time, we're each going to take a turn throwing out one bad cliche name of a menu item potentially found at a sports bar. If we get stumped and can't come up with anything or booed when it's our turn by our co-hosts, we have to say yes to whatever sports question the next host asks us. So we're going to go ahead and get started with Matt. Matt, what's a cliche name of a menu item at a sports bar? I'm going to go with the sampler because it's either for the wives that can't decide what they want or it's Boo! <laughs> Boo! Boo! That's a hard boo. Boo. All right, Sean, go ahead and ask Matt the question. All right. Uh, Matt, is Matt Ryan better than Andrew Luck? Yes. That a boy. <laughs> All right, T, you're up here. I'm going to go with the uh, Jason Pierre Paul chicken fingers. <laughs> How many. How many does it come with if you get you get You get six, which is quite a bit, um, but you can also add on the Jameis Winston crab legs for just a low price. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the TB 12-ounce, which is a T-bone 12-ounce. Boo. Boo. <laughs> if you would have added kale to it, I would have given it to you. I was going to say with avocado ice cream. I forgot the avocado ice cream. Uh, it need, needs kale. It needs kale. All right. So, Matt, are you going you gonna to tee up and ask the question? Uh, let's see here. Charles. I got one for you, just in case. Yeah. You All right. Send it. Is Eli Manning the greatest quarterback? Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's dirty. That's so dirty. <laughs> Say it. Say it. I do it. You yeah. gotta do it. <laughs> he said it. Can't do it. For the entire world to hear, Charles is Eli Manning, the best quarterback to ever step foot no. in the New York Giants or the NFC East, for that matter. No, he's not. Oh, <laughs> he can't do it. I already said yes once. I'm not saying oh. it again. All right, Sean, you're up. Uh, I will go with the Green Bay Snackers which is a spinach artichoke appetizer. All right. Pass it to me. Matt, you're up. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with the – oh, let's see. Our, the Miami fishtails with a side of marijuana. <laughs> I tried to hang in there. I couldn't hang in the pocket. All right. Matt, is it true that the Jerry Sandusky Penn State incident wasn't that bad? Ah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, T-Hero. I'm going to go with the Ricky Henderson sliders, which, of course, are sliders. Nice. Fair enough. I'm going to go with the blackened Mike Trout and couscous. Very nice. I dig it. 
I'm going to go with the Varsity Brews, which is a, a sampler of any beer on tap for the establishment. Excellent. Not bad. Yep, Matt, you're up again. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> at risk of being booed for a third time. Uh-oh, shot clock. Yeah, shot clock's coming. Um, let's Five, go. four, three, Ooh. two, one. The <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Matt. Would Spider-Man lose in a fight with Hawkeye? In the alternate universe, yes. All right. Well, it's better than asking if Larry Nassar is your idol, but, you know. <laughs> T, you're up. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with the the sand wedges. Potato wedges. Okay. All right. Golf related? Okay. I'm going to go with the Antoine Carr bratwurst. The big dog. It'll be like a foot and a half long hot dog sausage. Nice. I like it. I'll save you the trouble of the shot clock. I've got nothing. I was thinking about it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to take it. I'll just take the question. Um, is it true that uh, you thought Pat Tillman's death was his own fault? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> All right, Matt, you're up. I'm. I'm out. I'm. I'm out of ideas. I. I I'm a. All Just right, it is me. it give true? It to me. Uh, Dan Marino is the most overrated quarterback of all time. Most definitely. <laughs> all right, T, you're up. I'm going to go with the uh, – stick with the golf theme. I'm going to go with the double bogey burger. Uh, you, can, you eat it after you have the worst golf game of all time, which is what I do every single time I go golfing, but it cheers you up. I survived. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the John Salmon sandwich. Nice. So, well, I'm going to go, in that case, I'm going to go with the Tim Salmon sandwich. Nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a side of fries with Roethlisberger special sauce. A Roethlisberger, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many we got? We're going to go one more each person. Give it yep. one more shot. Yeah, let's go one more round. All right, so mm. that's T, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to go with the triple play sampler. What's on your sampler? Yeah, what, what makes uh, it a triple play? Triple play, you get three picks. You got to go with the uh, the Southeast Conference egg rolls. You also have to go with the uh, uh, the mini uh, Philly cheesesteak Philly cheesesteak sliders, and then you have to go with the uh, aforementioned sandwiches. I'm going to go uh, for mine. I'm going to go with the uh, Philip Rivers family platter. It comes with 27 <laughs> hamburgers, 16 pounds of French fries, and 13 beverages. So enough to feed the Weasleys, then, is what I'm getting out of that. Yep. I'm going to go with the Nathan Peterman platter 
which gives you five picks uh, as soon as you sit down at the table. So <laughs> that's, that's my final one right there. Nathan Peterman Platter, five picks. As soon as, you hop in, as soon as you hop in the booth, you get five of them. Excellent. Love okay, those, those were pretty good. Um, let's see here. Let's keep it easy, and I'm just going to go with Tom Brady's kale sandwich. Boo. Who wants to team it up? Ask a question. Go ahead, Sean. Oh. There we go. Let's see, Matt. Matt, is it true that the embodiment of Spider-Man resides in Joe Burrow? (sighs) Too soon to say. I'm playing the Magic 8-Ball. Him or Matt Ryan, either way. I'm down with either. I'll give it to Matt Ryan. That's fine. He can be Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to another one of my favorite uh, segments, which is called Asterisk. In this segment, we ask, if you could add an asterisk to any major sport accomplishment ever, which would it be and why? You get to look at bad calls, lucky breaks, pretty much anything that could possibly happen that you think takes away from the legitimacy of the accomplishment. So, Sean, I know you're passionate about this. If you could add an asterisk to any major sport accomplishment ever, which would it be and why? Oh, easily for me. Uh, and, and I would add the asterisk uh, just because it's, it's one of the most talked about things uh, with Tim Donaghy having his own 30 for 30 uh, and, and talking about corruption in sports. I'm going to have to go with the 2002 Western Conference Finals game six with the Lakers against the Kings. Uh, in that game, infamously, the Lakers had over 40 free throw attempts uh, and 27 of them in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, this, it's, it's obviously atrocious uh, event that took place. And the only reason I would put the asterisk on there isn't to flag it and say the Kings should have went. It's to remind Kings fans that they didn't. And so happy that the Lakers won that game and then proceeded to win the next game and then proceeded to win the next four on route to their uh, three-peat there to smoke the Nets. So ultimately, that's just one of those to be like, boo-hoo, I'm sorry. Uh, You still had to play game seven. You obviously didn't. And uh, last time I checked, the Sacramento Queens still didn't get a ring in the 2000s. So totally fine with that. Put an asterisk there so that way people look for it. They can find it. They can see the stats. And they can uh, eventually forget about it because last time I checked, all the people talk about it, the Lakers having three, Kobe having five, and Shaq having four. Nice. T, you're up. So I was really, really planning on going the tuck rule route and talking about how we wouldn't even think twice about Tom Brady if that game would have ever happened. Uh, He would just be nothing but a stupid backup for Michigan. However – I'm going to go ahead and go with the UConn women's basketball win streak. Um, you know, I, don't, I can't remember what the exact amount of this, of this streak is. I think it's 111, um, maybe 127. I don't know. Somebody could fact check me on that. Um, yeah, pretty impressive, I guess. That's kind of cool. I mean, I think UCLA had the real win streak, you know, back in the day. That's pretty – that's a lot more impressive to me. Um, but – this asterisk needs to go on just because it happened in women's basketball. Um, I include this win streak along with some of these other dumb sports records that have taken place, such as the fastest 50 meter walking on hands with a soccer ball between legs, just as cool as that win streak. 
I could also go with the farthest swim while wearing handcuffs. Wow, that's way cooler than the UConn women's basketball win streak or even the most consecutive soccer ball touches with two soccer balls. It's the same nonsense. I don't care about UConn women. They're not playing against anybody else. Brittany Griner gave them a run for what, like two days, and then everybody found out that it was just bad news. I mean, women's UConn or UConn's women's basketball, they did their thing. That's cool. Um, but it's still not as cool as the fastest 100 meter hurdles wearing swim fins. Okay. That is also a record. So I include that UConn women's team with these guys. Those other records are more impressive. I put an asterisk next, next to it. Don't even talk about UConn women with UCLA basketball's men's run back in the day. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> well, that being said, um, I think the worst call that decided a game that I have ever seen was the 2019 NFC Championship. I'm not one to really call out bad calls as deciding a game, but that was probably the most blatant, obviously terrible call that decided that game. And I would like to go out on a limb and say that if the Saints would have went to the Super Bowl, it would have been a much entertaining, much more entertaining game than what we got, which was hot garbage. So what's the asterisk on? The uh, Patriots Super Bowl? No, I'm taking it on the Rams NFC Championship. Okay. That's fair. Kind of pointless, but okay. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go ahead and throw my asterisk right where it belongs, and that is on – the 1998 Chicago Bulls game six victory. I know everybody loves the shot. It's literally one of my favorite pictures ever taken by a camera. And when I was a child, I literally ran into my street screaming because I was so excited. However, now I know that there were multiple blown calls in that game where shots were taken before the shot clock or actually the game clock expired and waved off and other shots that happened after the clock went off were allowed to go through. And I now know the truth of that situation. And so it gets an asterisk. Does that mean it goes on the Bulls title? Absolutely not because there's no way they're losing in seven. But that game six deserves a fat asterisk just to make everybody mad. Also, LeBron's first ring with Miami, while I love the Miami Heat, gets an asterisk because it was a short season. No short season should count as a full ring, period. You get whatever percentage of a season you played amount of a ring. So, like, LeBron has 2 and 61, 80 seconds of a ring. Nice. Nice round of number there. You might actually get to 3 and a third here. It depends on if something happens, but we'll see. Would this be a second asterisk for LeBron then? Well, yeah, unless they finish the season. If they just jump straight to the playoffs, he missed another, what, 15 games. Thanks for nothing, Wuhan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last time we asked you to tweet us your favorite ideas for hashtag Deer Sports. And this is what you got us. Nothing. Nobody tweeted it back to us or used the hashtag at all. So, moving on, <clears throat> T's jersey list. 
Yeah, good thing I'm pretty creative and was able to throw something together um, since we gave you guys like five days to put something together. And, you know, nobody came through, but that's all right because we still love you. We're a dumb sports podcast and we will never turn on our fans. But what I have for you guys today is the top 10 throwback NBA jerseys that are so clean, they're so respectable that you could wear these to events and places where it would be extremely inappropriate. So I'll go through my list. I'll get through the first nine. Afterward, everybody will have a shot to say what their number one is, number one throwback of all time. So I'll start here at 10. Number 10 for me is the Vince Carter Raptors purple. This jersey is so sweet that you can wear it to a soldier's funeral. Okay, really, really nice looking, super acceptable. Number nine, the Alonzo Morning Black Miami Heat. Um, this one is so nice. You can wear it to the Aaron Hernandez sentencing. Nobody would say anything to you. Uh, number eight, have to go with the theme eight, the Kobe Bryant eight Minneapolis um, Lakers jersey. Um, this one is so sick that you could shake hands with somebody who has the coronavirus and AIDS, and you'll still be all right. Uh, number seven uh, was submitted by Stabler. We're going to go with the Larry Johnson teal jersey. This jersey is so clean that you could wear it Pooh Bear style, and I mean no pants, no underwear. And wear that thing Pooh Bear style to Thanksgiving at your significant other's grandma's house. Number six, the Penny Hardaway blue Orlando Magic. This one is so nice that you could wear it uh, to call the cops on black people for having a barbecue in the park. Nobody <laughs> will say anything to you. Okay, now we're getting into it. Number five, the Kevin Garnett Blue Timberwolves. Um, this thing is so nasty that you can wear it to drink the water from Flint, Michigan, right out of the tap. Super safe. Number four, I'm going to go a little far back to the 80s, the Hakeem Olajuwon Red uh, Houston Rockets jersey. This thing is so red, has the best font of any jersey, that you could wear this jersey with a Make America Great a hat uh, make America Great Again hat in Oakland. Nobody will say anything to you. I promise. Number three, the Shaquille O'Neal Black Orlando Magic. Um, this one is so nice that you can call Meghan Markle a bitch in front of the queen and she will dap you up for it. <laughs> Number two is the cursive Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan jersey. This is just a nice jersey. It doesn't need any introduction. It's just really that nice. You can just wear it anywhere. Um, and that brings us to number one. Sean, I'm going to kick it to you. What is your vote for the number one nicest throwback NBA jersey of all time? Ooh. Well, you know what? I'm going I'm to have to go for me. Uh, man, that, that's difficult. So I'm going to have to just go off kilter here. I'm going to go with the Bel Air Academy, number 14, Will Smith. Uh, just <laughs> – and I got nothing else. I got nothing nice to say about it. Um, that's just you my number use one. It. You can wear that bad boy and start some fires in Australia. Roast those <laughs> koalas. Yep, exactly. That's so nasty that you could start fires in Australia and still collect the money from koalas. I like it. <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with the 1996 NBA All-Star jersey, specifically the green one, which was the East. And this thing is so bright that you can wear it to the Salt Lake City Gay Pride Parade and be noticed over anything else. 
That's pretty bright. Hey, you know what? He just earned himself to be unmuted. That was fantastic. Yes. Go, Matt. Good to be star back. For Matt. Good to be back. <laughs> Charles, what do you got? I'm going to go with the uh, Seattle Supersonics green Sean Kemp jersey. Excellent. And uh, that jersey's so legit. You can lecture your friends on why veganism is the only ethical choice, and they won't <laughs> boo you rocks at you. I, I didn't know Brandon was joining us today. Oh, that's good. I like I like all of these picks. Um, I think that my number one is the obvious choice. It's the most iconic. Um, when I think of this jersey, I think NBA Street Volume 2. Um, it takes me back to the first days of when I started watching basketball. And, you know, the memories, it doesn't matter what game, doesn't matter what player, I see this jersey, and it just makes me happy to be a basketball fan. Uh, number one is the Dr. J Nets white jersey this thing is so clean it is so fresh it is so safe as a number one pick that you can wear it while jogging in a white neighborhood and you will not get shot amen i like it amen all right so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment we started the season out by asking everybody's top pick in a breakfast draft today we're turning it up a notch with a lunchtime draft each pick has to be brand specific. Then at the end, we will post our lunchtime lineups to Twitter and Facebook to see who has the best squad, according to you, our seven fans. <laughs> hey, at least so, it's an odd number. So somebody will win. <clears throat> Matt, you finally got unmuted. So you got to go ahead and have your number one pick. Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me because when I think lunch, I think of fast food. So I'm going to go with a double-double from In-N-Out with a side of fries from McDonald's, just classic fries, don't need to be dipped, and a cookies and cream shake from Shake Shack, the greatest it's one shake. pick, not three picks. So. Oh, I thought we were making a meal. Yeah, with multiple. Eventually, we'll get to round three. Well, give me the In-N-Out burger then. All right, Jerry D, I'll take C.D. Lamb, and I'll also take Henry Ruggs III. Thank you. <laughs> Those Dolphins picks that you had, that's what, that's what it was. The Dolphins had all those first-round picks. Yeah, you know, I was so used to just going back-to-back, back, you know, getting everything I dreamed of. <laughs> Give me the In-N-Out burger. Well, you get a pick double, double now, so let's hope that Sean or T don't take it. I got backups. Sean, you got to be number one pick now, so go ahead and take us through. First pick. Uh, I might just go with the all-time classic, uh, and I'll break down by specifics. Uh, we'll go with Skippy Peanut Butter with Smucker's Jelly on white Wonder Bread and a glass of whole milk for my number one overall selection for lunch. Peanut butter and jelly with a glass of milk. I don't think you get the milk. I think you can just have one thing. Just the one thing? Well, it's got to be the peanut butter jelly then. We'll just, we'll just stick with that. Cut I it like diagonally it. for nostalgia's sake without the crust, however you want it. Peanut butter and jelly with the number one overall pick. All right. Skippy PB&J. All right, T, what are you going with your number one pick? Well, I'm actually not going to reach this time. This pick actually fell to me. I'm pretty shocked that uh, this lunch is still hanging around here at pick number three or four or five, whatever it is, after Matt took all those choices. Um, but I'm going to go with my entree, um, the club sandwich, but not just any club sandwich. I'm going to go with the Grandma Sycamore's bread, wheat, preferably. Um, after that, you're going to go with Hillshire Farm all the way down with the meat, um, hopefully you know, that lettuce is crisp. Um, and then I'm not a Miracle Whip guy, even though we do sponsor them on this show. Uh, I'm going mayo, and I'm keeping it that way. <laughs> All right. I cannot believe 
that this fell this far, especially with Sean being a California guy. But mm. the double double made it all the way to number three. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going with Philly cheesesteak. Give me I'm, my double-double. Give me my double-double. <laughs> Any day of the week. If I'm going with the Philly cheesesteak, I'm going to go with it from the Prince of Phillies in Philadelphia. It's the best around, just so you know. All right. Matt, you can have your double-double. Thank you. All right, Sean, what's your second pick? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Kraft mac and cheese uh, for a lunchtime for, for a lunch to go. Uh, that's a sleeper. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kraft mac and cheese. Done my research, and I know that that's uh, it's got some run, and it's been around for a long time. So, Kraft mac and cheese. I'm, I'm a safe guy, so that's how we'll have to go when it comes to my picks. Kraft mac and cheese in round two. All right, T. What about you? What are you pairing with your club sandwich? I like club sandwich, and I keep it classic. I'm gonna go with the regular Lay's potato chips. Um, I was really, really thinking about going with the barbecue here, but the Lay's just hit different, especially club sandwich, Lay's potato chips after you've swam in a public pool at a hotel all day. (laughs) All right. I'm doing fresh cut French fries from, oh, I I think I'm going to have to go with Penn Station. It's a chain out here. They they, uh, slice your potatoes fresh right in front of you. Throw them in the uh, the old oil and cook them up. Uh, it's either those or Five Guys. Those are my two French fries. So uh, I'm gonna go with Penn Station fries. You know, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna change it up, and I'm going to go with a little hometowner and take Dylan's Kringle cut fries. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right, Sean. Back to you. I think we're going to stick with this 90s nostalgia of, uh, of lunch. So, for me, for my third round, I'm going to go with Pacific Cooler Capri Sun. Ooh. Yikes. Cooler. That is a steal. That is an absolute steal. I feel like Sean's targeting a certain age demographic here. All right, you're up. I'm going to go with the uh, Chick-fil-A lemonade here. Ooh. That's a good one. My pleasure. <laughs> oh, my. Is it down uh, to Matt now? Or is no, it goes to Charles. Charles is up. I'm going to go with a Frosty from Wendy's. Ooh, okay. Frosty. All right, Matt, what do you uh, want? I'm going to choose a beverage of the Kool-Aid Bursts, the little plastic bottles with the rip-off top, specifically grape. Yeah. So the question earlier we asked, Matt, makes complete sense. And I guess it does for me, too, about Jerry Sandusky really not being that bad. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sean, what's your fourth and final pick for your lunchtime draft? Ooh, lunchtime draft, I think I'm just going to have to go with the, uh, the pack of Oreos uh, just to finish it off. I-, I hadn't gone that deep, so it's kind of like sixth, seventh round in the real NFL draft looking for a – for just Mr. Irrelevant, so I'll just grab a pack of Oreos, and if Oreos ain't available, I'll take the Nutter Butters, whichever comes in the easy pack. Excellent. All right, so we're in round four. That's correct. Final pick. Uh, well, usually in the NFL draft, you get to round four, and you're just like, I don't know if these picks, any of these picks are going to work out, and it's much like my dessert pick for lunch. Uh, you never know if that darn ice cream machine is going to work at McDonald's, but I'm going to go with the Oreo McFlurry. There you go. 
right. Oreo McFlurry. And I know I don't have a traditional drink, but that's because I don't need one. Philly cheesesteak, that's got plenty of juice. I got my fries to dip in my Frosty, take care of themselves there. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to end my, uh, my lunchtime with a to-go item, the good old fudge sickle. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, just because I like to get muted and be controversial, my dessert item is the greatest Girl Scout cookie in existence, and that would be Tagalongs. I believe they're called Tagalogs. They're called Tagalongs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think you. I think you're talking greatest Girl Scout cookie. I think you mean dosi dough. I think that's actually how it's pronounced, or thin mint, one of the two. Maybe Samoa. I think you mispronounced it all the way around. I don't no. know what maybe people are talking about. I don't eat Girl Scout cookies. Samoas are the taste of Taylorsville, Utah, for those of you who don't know. You ever been down there? Nothing but Samoa Girl Scout cookies and shrimp ramen. <laughs> Shrimp ramen. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, which is based on podcast names. So Dumb Sports Podcast got its name because we realized our conversations are kind of dumb, and we figured we'd do the heavy lifting for our critics. But we have also come up with some other great podcast name ideas, so we figured we'd share them with you and what they would be about and get your feedback. So Sean, go ahead and tell us uh, your idea. Yeah, so mine was Two Girls, One Cup. And the segment was where you have two girls who know nothing about the sport that they are watching, and they have to comment on the championship deciding game. Hence, two girls, and then the one cup. I like it. And what's that a reference to? Why is that funny? (laughs) I I, I think it's just clever. Yeah, I I have no idea what you're talking about. I've been told that something to do with like a frosty machine. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, if that's a reference, maybe somebody should Google it. I, I, I'm just thinking, I, I don't know. I, I haven't partaken into the dark interwebs in quite some time. So uh, I'm sure somebody can tweet us or tell us if that name has been taken. I thought it was a good idea. Uh, apparently not so many other people on this podcast did. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, sorry that I thought it'd be fun to include uh, the women in our lives uh, discussing, you know, sports that we we care so much about uh, to have two of them, you know, tag team in a cup. So, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, turns out I got a side gig called Matt's Mutiny. Um, I just say outrageous things, and callers call in with a hot button that can just mute me. That sounds like a good show. <laughs> I might queue it up, see what it's all about. What we need to do is make that a segment here where we can have callers just call in and mute you when you're saying something dumb so we don't have to do it. I mean, <laughs> it would definitely take a load off your shoulders. <laughs> all right, we'll go ahead and say the other one for another day. Uh Oh, shoot. Do we have an ad today, guys? Does anybody? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got an ad. Have you ever looked at a picture of Justin Timberlake's hair from the 90s and thought, I bet that would taste so good with boiling water and dried chicken seasoning? 
How about having less than 35 cents to your name while you browse Walmart to skim some Wi-Fi because you decided you needed to eat this week? Nissen Cup of Noodles isn't Irish, it's Japanese. So you can still tell girls you cook fresh Japanese at home, even if it's in a cup, in your microwave or worse, at a gas station. And it's actually called Cup Noodles now. Probably too much confusion over it being Irish. Cup of Noodles, some culture for your soul, but no nutrition for your body. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of our show, Dumb Sports News. Pennsylvania approved restaurants to sell cocktails as takeout items this week as part of the state response to COVID-19. Which professional athlete in Pennsylvania do you see as most likely to be a cocktail fan? T, let's go ahead and start with you. I think it's no question. I'm going to go with Big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, his weight right now, he's listed at 240. 6'5", 240, so I get that he's a little bit taller. I'm going to go ahead and say he goes for a smooth 290 right now. I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures, but that dude is, I mean, he's pretty big, um, but he looks like he's been ordering some to-go cocktails for sure, at least DoorDashing them, which that sounds exhausting, trying to deliver cocktails as a DoorDash person. For sure. All right, Sean, what about you? Who do you think? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, also sticking on the same team, only because he's a super young guy. He's from USC, and if there's anyone that's going to be calling, I know he's doing the whole revenge body thing and all that, but uh, hey, you know what? Somebody needs a good cocktail delivered to them while they're training so hard, going so hard. I would imagine it's a, uh, a young guy from USC that would be, that'd be getting after it. Dude was born in 96, so, I mean, he's barely old enough to, to drive, so he would need them delivered to him anyway. So that would be my pick <laughs> is Juju Smith-Schuster. All right, Matt, how about you? I Just to stay away from the Steelers, I'm going to go with Sidney Crosby because that dude has been carrying that franchise for I don't even know how many years now. So he's got to be enjoying a nice cocktail from night to night. I'm going to go with uh, Bryce Harper. I forgot well, about him. So do I. He seems like he'd enjoy himself a good cocktail every now and again, so <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, I was just kidding. Because the clown question bro thing. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> he <laughs> seems like he would enjoy a nice cocktail. <laughs> a loon was caught on video killing a bald eagle earlier this week in what can only be described as Canada's declaration of war against the United States. Politics aside, what are your favorite international sports matchups of all time? Matt, let's start with you this time. I'm going to go with USA versus China gymnastics because even though they force their young girls to train from the age of being born, we just continue to trash them. All right. Sean, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the gold medal match, gold medal game between the uh, United States and Spain in 2008. Uh, you had a lot of NBA players, dudes that were teammates, uh, and it was to, you know, the redeem team. That was the moniker for that, for that team. And Spain gave them a fight. And uh, if not for Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant in the last couple minutes to space it out and give them some comfort, uh, I believe Spain cut it down to four within the last five, four minutes. So that game was, was really, really tough. It was a lot closer than it probably should have been. 
but the Spaniards came at them. And that was uh, – it, it did two things. Number one, it completed the redeem team, but also showed uh, ba- the basketball community that the world is is definitely participating and playing at a high level. So that's one of my favorites. Nice. I'm going to go Australia-New Zealand in rugby. Uh, just any time they have that nice matchup, I think it's always worth watching. I think uh, those are my two favorite teams to watch play each other because the passion – and the hatred, and it's a sport where you can kill each other if you want to. And then shake hands immediately after. Rugby is a, is a really interesting culture, and especially with those two. Like you just said, that's – I mean, England England has a – depending on the type of rugby, but that right there, when you have the All Blacks, real All Blacks against Australia, uh, going 15s aside, that's a pretty gnarly matchup. I like that one. T, what about you? Uh, I had a couple that I was bouncing around. First of all, I was really, really excited for the Olympics this year to see some Korean baseball and how they matched up with the rest of the world. But thanks again, Wuhan, for nothing. Um, So I think that mine is a tie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the 1985 fight between Rocky Balboa and Ivan Drago. Um, Rocky retaining his championship. Um, also ending the Cold War at the same time. Pretty awesome, if you ask me. And also, getting the Russian crowd to side with him. That was also another weird thing that happened. That was pretty exactly. monumental in, its, in itself. And things have been going well between us and Russia ever since. So you got to, you know, tip of the cap. Uh, but then also, I really, really enjoyed um, the uh, Wilder Fury fight that just happened a few months ago, uh, right before everything broke down and we were in quarantine. Again, thanks, thanks for nothing, Wuhan. Um, I enjoyed that fight. I don't know if I want to see a third one. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If it happens, I'll probably watch it. All right. Some high schools have been allowed to start practicing for the upcoming fall sports season, leading many people to question if this will give them an unfair advantage. What is something in your life that you have found you suck at, no matter how much time you spend trying to do it? T, we'll start with you. Oh, gosh. Pass. Come back to me. <laughs> I mean, do I have to just pick one? Well, say something. I mean, clearly podcasting because I continuously get <laughs> muted. So this is going well. But, I mean, I was also going to go with just being a sports fan. I mean, I have had the worst luck over the last 10 years when it comes to being a sport ever since Jordan's last title, I can't catch a break. No matter how, how hard I root for these teams. Isn't that how it works? The more passionate you are, the better your team does. You say 10 years ago, what year do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Sean, what about you? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with just being an all around good friend. I suck something fierce at being like a good buddy. Um, like I'm a guy that, that occasionally there will be moments where I can come in in the clutch, but dude, I don't, like, I don't do normal friend stuff. Like I don't hang out with anybody. I basically do my own. And this is long before we became adults. Uh, I just all around, no matter how much I try to be a good buddy and just an all around decent person, uh, I seem to fall short in that department. So I'm, uh, I'm trying, trying to get better at being a, being a reliable human being in this world. Jeez. <laughs> so on that same note i am absolutely terrible at social interaction i think anyone who has ever had a conversation with me has had a point where they wish the conversation was over 
and 20 minutes later i finally stopped talking because i realized oh they want to leave (laughs) and that's something that i've tried to get better at and still suck at so there's that oh you know i after listening to you guys i finally i finally thought of mine um and i'm really really glad i don't have to worry about doing this anymore because i'm happily married and i have no idea how i pulled that off but pickup lines or just really just trying to start conversations with women i made the analogy the other day uh when it comes to just like initiating these conversations like in my college days i was adam dunn like i was it was either home run strike out or just walk back to the dugout like there was nothing else was happening it was so bad and it was just because i was not good at this smooth entry i mean two stories that i can reference really quick um one was being at the hookah lounge which is now a deceased business in salt lake and there was a pretty nice looking woman uh, my friend Devin uh, encouraged me to go over there and say hello she was wearing a, a white and black striped shirt um which was pretty inappropriate um just to reference it for the audience so you get the idea and i went up to her and i said oh what's up foot locker girl that was it that was, my intro. That was literally the intro that was that that's the end of the story too like that's all that happened the other one runs right uh, what's that that's the home run oh no like that it was just bad news like it was yeah the other story that i'll reference really really fast so one night was at a pretty pretty decent party with uh my friend Devin and Brandon, and we ended up uh, making a pit stop at Rancheritos at like two in the morning um there's some pretty nice looking women there um Brandon from Brandon, who has bad knees, by the way, um, encouraged me to go talk to these women. And I was kind of scared. So under my breath, while I was waiting to order, I said, oh, what's up, sluts? And they didn't say anything. So so we just went about our business. And then we went and sat at a table. And we're eating our burritos. And they come and sit. And Devin's like, well, do you want to try that again? And I was like, yeah. So I turned around. I was like, oh, what's up, ladies? How's it going tonight? And they were really responsive to that. They're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And my follow-up to that was, do you remember when I called you guys sluts? And one of them said, wait, you called us sluts? And I said, yeah, right over there. And then they just walked away. They just left. That was the, that was the follow-up. Like, and after they left, everybody was like, why didn't you just go with the first one? Like, you just had to keep going off of that. You didn't have to run. And that, that is the story of my life story of my life and somehow i don't know i don't know why lorena is with it because the pickup line was not good there either but yeah here we are i don't know how we're gonna follow that up but chad ocho cinco gave me one thousand dollar tip on a 27 dollar purchase to support local businesses and probably himself who is someone from the last week that you encountered that is sir that deserves a $1,000 tip. Yeah, that Let's one's easy off. for me. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say T for telling those stories. Uh, I'm very much <laughs> glad that he gets running because it's great. And I can hear him and see his delivery. And again, this, this is with me being a terrible friend because like, I, I have moments where I'm a part of people's lives. And I would have loved to have seen T drop the sup sluts. And <laughs> <laughs> I would have died of laughter. I mean, shoot, if you listen to the recording of this podcast. Half the laughter you hear is from me having to back away from my computer and my microphone. <laughs> but yeah, T gets a thousand for, he actually probably owes me a thousand too for the blackjack story of what, 11, 2011. Yep. So 
Yeah, that's uh, I, I'd give him I'd give him a G for being a G. That's that's how I'll take it. <laughs> that is fantastic. No, uh, mine's actually pretty legit. I um, I have a small obsession with sports cards and sports memorabilia type things. I, I like to fill up my my cute little man cave in the basement. So uh, I had some family in town this week, and we were visiting all different kinds of sports card shops across the Wasatch Front. And there was this place that we went to called Venue Sports Cards and Collectibles. It's located at 1153 East Expressway Lane in Spanish Fork, Utah. And this guy was one of the nicest humans I have ever interacted with in my entire life. First of all, the building was fantastic. It was beautiful. It was well taken care of. And it was just this really nice old man who said that he had retired and this was his dream job. So him and his wife just went for it and they've just been running this card shop. I mean, they got all kinds of things from autographed pictures and memorabilia, just everything you can imagine. Really cool place. The guy ended up giving us free drinks. He gave us some discounts, hooked it up with a couple of free display cases and whatnot, just for, you know, traveling all the way to him. But Awesome guy. Definitely highly recommend. Nice. All right, T, what about you? Who deserves a $1,000 tip? I'm going to go with the crew. Uh, there were three very nice gentlemen that I interacted with today at On the Hook Fish and Chips. I've never been a fish guy in general, but I have been craving fish and chips for some reason, even though I absolutely hate fish. Went and got um, the fish and chips. The whole staff was super, super nice. Food was absolutely incredible. Um, I was I gave them a smooth 25%, and after enjoying the meal at home, when I drove away, it was not enough at all. $1,000 tip for sure. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with all the people who were up in Midland, Michigan today, helping clean up the, the wreckage of the dam break earlier this week. I was around a crew of, I don't know, probably over 100 people who gave up their Saturday, are giving up the rest of their weekend to help people who lost everything. I think every single one of those people deserves a $1,000 tip and a tip of the hat as well. So shout out and a thank you to all of those people who are willing to help out. And yeah. All right, last one. Gilbert Arenas won the lottery this week for $300,000 in the most bizarre fashion. Not only did he not buy his lottery ticket, he got money that he was going to buy his lottery ticket from a homeless person. Then when he went to buy the ticket, his normal gas station was closed. The attendant who regularly helps him buy his ticket had closed early that day. But since he knew Gilbert usually comes to buy it, he was like, oh, if I'm going to close early, I better buy it for him. Well, the number hit and he won the lottery anyway. If you could randomly win $300,000, where would you spend it right now? Oh, T, man. start us off. $300,000 does not go as far as it would have back in my day, um, but if I needed to spend $300,000 super fast, I'm going to go ahead and go with casino. I'm thinking I'm playing high stakes blackjack and I'm trying to double that bad boy up. All right. I John, what it. about you? 
Amen. I'm actually taking 10,000 of that and uh, trying to get to the World Series of Poker, if that's even still a thing with Rona taking over the world and everyone being in close quarters like that, touching cards and exchanging chips and what have you. But if I need to spend $300,000 real fast uh, and we're just being silly, I'm going to buy myself a brand new Lincoln Navigator with the freaking black tie edition and a big old platinum gold chain. Platinum gold chain? Buy me a big old platinum chain and uh, diamond set it out. I'm just I'm an un, just a stupid purchase. If you're gonna give me three hundred thousand, I'm gonna be hood rich in a second. I will. Are you gonna yeah. take a? Uh, you're gonna take a Johnson family vacation right after that in that Navigator? <laughs> Are we there yet? Exactly. That's exactly what's getting ready to happen. Can we so get a uh, retake on your Weed and Boys picture with that chain, please? You're, you're, well, sure, but, but yeah. I got to win the $300,000 first. Uh, yeah, I'm not refinancing anything. I'm not paying off debt. No, screw that noise. Big-ass chain, big-ass SUV. That's all I want. That's what we're doing. All right, Matt, what nice. about you? What, what are you doing with 300 Gs? I think I would do some traveling. I would definitely... Boom. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to take that 300 I wasn't done there. <laughs> And I'm going to go and start the Dumb Sports Podcast merch shop. We're going to have hoodies. We're going to have T-shirts. We're going to have bumper stickers. And we're going to make this thing work. Aw. All right, Matt, go ahead and say something. I was going to attend each of my favorite team sporting events. Oh, okay. That, you should have just said that. Yeah. I, well, I, I, would, I, I have to travel there. I can't just walk over. Yeah, but it's not like you were going to go with the Sappy Rat or you are going to go see the world or something. No, I just want to go uh, to every sporting event from each of my favorite teams over the next year. Well, say that. Don't say I'm going to do some traveling. <laughs> well, I didn't even get three words out and I got muted. How can I finish a sentence? All right. Uh, we just want to give a quick shout out to all of our fans and supporters. We really appreciate you. Dumb Sports Podcast is growing a lot faster than we ever thought it would. We hope you share. Uh, let your friends know we want to make this thing as big as possible so that we can continue to provide you with this before our wives tell us it's worthless and we have to stop. So thanks again <laughs> and have a great weekend. Or we say what up to some slots for. Yep. <laughs>